Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously, and welcome to our 1,000th podcast. Yes, we are here to celebrate 1,000 podcasts and also five years of Overly Animated, a little more than five years. Can you believe it? Um, Just me here, Dylan Heisen, uh, throughout this clip show, taking you through some of our highlights from the past 500-ish podcasts, we did a clip show at fi- the 500 mark, and now we will be focusing in on the second half of Overly Animated's history. Our first clip show is kind of uh, uh, focused on some of the core members at the beginning of the podcast, and and at some point we brought on a lot of new hosts, and so now we're going to be doing some highlights from that point when we, we had some uh, host expansion up until... Uh, the present in July 2020. A um, thousand podcasts. I uh, It's hard to believe, but uh, we, we had a lot to choose from here. So we'll be giving about 20 uh, clips. Uh, thank you to our patrons for helping select a lot of these clips. I really appreciate it. Um, get some, uh, discussion analysis type clips in here. A lot of like funny clips. And if you're waiting for the miraculous ladybug <laughs> clips, those will be all at the end because there were a lot to choose from. And, uh, we'll get, uh, some ladybug highlights in there at the end. But let's start things off with, for my money, I think, was the biggest moment in animation in general since we've been doing the podcast, the show-defining twist uh, for one of the best animated shows of all time, Steven Universe. Um, So I want to say spoilers for Steven Universe, for this clip specifically. Uh, Skip ahead a few minutes if you are catching up on Steven Universe, which you should be. Um, But uh, spoilers starting now on May 7th, 2018. uh, Myself, Delaney, Sam, and Michelle, we were live right after Can't Go Back and A Single Pale Rose to react to the twist that Rose is Pink Diamond. The, the biggest episodes in Steven Universe history, I would say. Uh, we are talking about them right now, overlyanimated.com. Spoilers. Okay. Ah, Rose is Pink Diamond. Yes! Ah! yes! It's so Oh, my amazing. God. Totally actually, like- actually, more importantly, Steven's Pink Diamond. Steven's Pink Diamond and also half of Craig, I guess. Steven is Pink Diamond. Yeah. Confirmed. Delaney, yes. put into yes. what was your reaction? What's your, we're, we're recording this immediately after the episode, so what's your reaction right now? I just started screaming, and then my girlfriend's like, I already read this theory on Reddit. I'm like, can you... <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. For context, oh, this is one of the oldest Steven Universe theories, but yeah. It's like the ultimate theory, but still to watch it, and like, I'm still... Like, and then everyone in my room is like, okay, wait, so is that Pearl or Rose? And then all the transforming... I'm so shook right now. Oh my god. There you go. Uh, that was uh, pretty, pretty hype. A uh, lot of fun on the Steven Universe podcast throughout the years. And another big moment was the pseudo series finale, Change Your Mind. I guess we got to put up a Steven Universe spoiler warning also for this clip. So again, skip that a few minutes if you haven't seen it. But on January 21st, 2019, we were live right after the episode, and I think Justin's initial thoughts uh, embody many people's uh, big reaction to Change Your Mind. Justin, what, what are your reactions right now? 
I'm so just. I don't. I <laughs> just. So, I'm trying. I'm sitting here on one hand, trying to keep track of the number of new fusions we see. Mm. I'm trying to keep track of new outfits. I'm trying to keep track of you know the important things of the major plot elements. I'm trying to like. As the resident white diamond theorist in chief, um, I'm trying to keep track of I'm trying to break down white from a scientific perspective of all the color spectrum lingo and how white mm-hmm. works and who white is and trying to understand all that. And then on the then we got the corrupted gems and the Sadie and the Lars and the Connie and the dead Steven for a hot second. I literally I choked the I was choking the entire commercial break after they ripped out Steven's gem. Like I gasped so mm-hmm. hard. I started coughing and choking for five minutes. Like it wasn't okay. The point is I'm really not sure what I just saw. And I'm just, I, I'm not okay. But it, but it was all okay at the, it was all happy. It was, it was, but like, it was overwhelming. Like, yeah, I, okay. Like, overwhelmed. Uh, yeah. Love to take in. <laughs> okay. There you go. Uh, gonna miss Steven Universe, sad. Uh, next up, wanted to, uh, highlight our recent undertaking, the newest clip you'll hear today, um, from the Ghibli rewatch series we're doing, where we're going through every Studio Ghibli movie. Um, I think this clip is representative of the type of analysis and depth we're getting into in that series and, like, in the podcast overall, but I'm especially happy with what we're doing uh, in that series with this. And I also think it's like emblematic of the type of feminist discussions we have on the podcast in general. So this is a clip from our Nashka of the Valley of the Wind Ghibli Rewatch podcast on May 27th, 2020 with myself, Michelle and Delaney. But like when we were talking about like <laughs> Nausicaa's chests, I mean, the thing that broke my brain is like, I think like, I don't know how to like talk about this without it sounding weird, but it's like, yes, she has a very big bosom, but it's never like, it's never fan surfacey. It's just there. It's like a part of her body. And in a way it's kind of framed as like a part of her strength and a very like feminine, perhaps like maternal, if we're going to lean that way sort of way. And I'd never, never considered that before, but I actually really love that because like when, when, else do you ever see like (laughs) like lady chess as a form of just like a physical enhancement of strength and not just like literally the male gaze all the time Mm. um because like maybe in a way it's like the equivalent of like what broad shoulders are supposed to be for men like that is supposed to be a very specific form of like if you have very broad shoulders like oh like you're so masculine like you you know it, it translates that way somehow visually and like maybe that's what that does for Nausicaa with her with her chest. And like that's kind of amazing because like in the rest of his movies, he does tend to like give mom specifically like they're pretty big gals, but they're like big in like a, a strong, robust sort of way. And they got the big chest. And I always was just like, wow, like I never see this. I wonder why this is a thing for him, but if it's like very much to just like emphasize like the power of that very maternal sort of physique, like I actually think that's really wonderful. <laughs> I don't see that very often, so I kind of love that, but I'd honestly never considered that before this. 
That's great. Yeah, that was that was one of my favorite observations from the the Susan Napier chapter on Nasca is that Nasca is very feminine. And yeah. Th- this this hero figure, if they're a woman, they're usually embody masculine characters. Exactly. But her body is so not masculine, but like it's still very strong somehow, and that's so cool. Right. Not, and her body, and also just her like nurturing and compassion. Mm-hmm. These female associate attributes. This movie does usually. If you have a female char- a character like that, men men are making, they'll downplay that. It's like, oh, it's a woman, but she's a cool woman, you know. Like, right. But but, the, but Miyazaki like pr- specifically props up all of these aspects of Nausicaa mm-hmm. and then also adds to her some traditionally male associated roles in a movie like being so so like uh, determined. Yeah, and her So prominent sure. in it. You know, these it, these aren't inherently male things, but are usually associated with that in in these these male properties. And uh, just this this pairing, I think, is is a large aspect of what makes Nasca as a character so special. For um, sure. Loved that. Uh, love in the Ghibli Rewatch series. Uh, but next up, we've been lucky enough to have a few interviews over the last few years on the podcast. Um, a great one was when Alex and Michelle talked to Ian JQ and Toby Jones from OKKO Let's Be Heroes. Um, on September 28th, 2019, and here's what they had to say about queer relationships in OKKO. How well did you think that this was going to be received or did, was it like put in the, in the background? Like how, 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 was there any special handling to, to these relationships? Uh, I mean, there has to be very, I mean, it has to be done very, very carefully because every time you do it, it is a conversation, you know, mm-hmm. with, with, with the network. We, we know, you know, it's, there are things we want to do and that the audience wants us to do. And we're doing those things to the degree that we are able mm-hmm. at basically every step. And so you'll notice that that stuff becomes more overt as the show goes on. And that's because of those things becoming more of, of an open conversation uh, in, in the whole industry as, yeah. as these things go on. I mean, it's literally Steven Universe. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, like, the fact is, yeah, Steven completely opened the door and, and, and laid the groundwork for all this stuff. But I will say, like, uh, Steven did not make it easy. Uh, no, it's still, di- it's still difficult. Because one thing people don't really know is that, you know, let me just say I'm very happy we got to do all this amazing stuff, but it's like, there are, there's always a reason not to do these things. And uh, the people can always provide a reason not to do these things. And Steven is a show that's TV PG, and we're a show that's TV Y7. And people might not know that that's a huge difference, but it actually kind of is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we had to still kind of make a case and, and, and talk about some of these things. Mm-hmm. And to their credit, the network, you know, once it became a more open conversation at a certain point, you know, it was it was open and, and it was and it was yeah. it was free to go. Free to go. It was, you know, <laughs> it, it, it became a conversation until it wasn't anymore. And, you know, all yeah. this were out. Keeping with OKKO, um, I know Alex, Michelle, and Steve had a great series of podcasts covering that show. And here's a great Michelle reaction. We'll get a bunch of these, I think, coming up here. Uh, Michelle was upset over the loss of, I guess, spoilers for OKKO, over the loss of Boxman in the OKKO season one finale. And then. Later on, you'll hear her live reacting to Boxman still being around in the season two promo. This is from the Yorn Control recap on April 10th, 2018. 
like, let me know, Michelle, what don't you like about Cowboy Daryl being the new daddy? <laughs> the issue with this is that, I mean, I, I can't even be like, oh, like, I never really appreciated how great Boxman was until he was ripped away. Because I always was team Boxman. I always loved him. I always thought he was great. And this he's just such a great, memorable character. I think that's the only reason this hurts so much. Like, of course I like Cowboy Daryl. He's a very rare card in his own right. But to, to usurp Boxman and to have Boxman potentially be, like, gone forever this early in the show it like totally destroyed me it destroyed me friday and it destroyed me over the weekend and like i've had a few days to sleep on it but i'm still like really upset like for the for the people listening like i was like so overcome like i went on our discord and i was like you you guys i'm like a reasonable person usually like i'm an adult like, I, I, I don't get mad about stuff like this usually, but, like, I, like, legit wanted to talk to the show people and be like, you guys, please tell me Boxman's coming back. Like, I need to be consoled because, like, I didn't know this would upset me more than, like, anything ever in my life, but it really did. <laughs> and I still kind of feel that way. Oh, Cowboy Zero. You sweet boy. What? No! No! What? Oh my god! Oh my god, I just got back from the sun! Oh my god! You guys should have- Okay, I have to pause. You guys should have told me this over the weekend! When did this come out? Uh, it came out yesterday. (laughs) What do you think of me? I was so upset! (laughs) The sun just pooped him out! relief I've ever felt. Okay, we're going back a fair ways here for this next clip from our Star vs. the Forces of Evil coverage, which was a lot of fun covering that show. This one is from our Demon Sism and Sophomore Slump recap on November 8th, 2017, with myself, Delaney, Alex, and Maddie. Um, I uh, get pretty upset at Delaney comparing Tomstar to uh, Katang from Avatar. Uh, Star hugs uh, Tom when he's like freaking out um, and uh, from the demon system. Uh, that was really cute though. Like, Wait, okay. De- de- defend yourself because that was a horrible <laughs> statement, Delaney. Well, because me, because I'm like, they're just such good friends. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, like, it's okay. I'm so. I. It's just. It was just so reminiscent of Katara catching Aang, and I just immediately Stop! just really Stop! like. I like. <laughs> you can get out of here, I Delaney. I know you just yelled at me. Oh my god! I will not have um, that on this podcast. <laughs> Compared to Tom Star as a Katara, and I will win. Oh okay. Typical. Like, okay, Delaney. I have something to yeah, confess. Like, what, what was the point of the star? What? I was. I oh was god, too in. I would know. I was too enraged at your comment to actually understand what you were saying. Just the second you brought up uh, Katang, I just lashed out. You, I, but now I now I actually get I what you're saying. Now I actually now I actually, it's referring to the episode one moment. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha, Delaney. You suck. <laughs> I just you, you put me into a blind rage there, so I blacked out and I didn't I didn't know what you were saying. <laughs> you were the absolute worst. 
Okay, apologies to Delaney again about uh, that one, but uh, same podcast, actually, a second clip from This Is Just a Great Podcast. Um, here we have Delaney being baffled by uh, our casually mentioning of the star meme that uh, Jackie uh, might be a mermaid. That style. Um, okay, that was my attempt to give you guys a chance to bring up the mermaid thing, but nope, moving on. Um, so they didn't, they didn't take the bait. Uh, the, the ultimate, <laughs> they didn't, <laughs> they didn't, <laughs> <What>? yep, uh, <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, the ultimate date. Uh, now that Jackie's gone, that theory doesn't matter. It's done. Anymore. It's over. Yeah, I th- we see her legs in this episode, correct? Like she has yes. legs. Okay. Um, the ultimate date. What? Uh, oh, <laughs> she has a connection to the sea. Oh, she wants to free the lobsters. She is a mermaid. Yeah, they were. They were. They were playing with fans with this episode for sure. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I'm just. They're definitely yeah. Okay, keeping with some of these funnier clips, uh, here we have something from our final Space Season 1 coverage. Uh, Michelle came ready with her thoughts on her favorite character, Kevin, um, for Chapter 5 of our final, of final Space uh, on March 19th, 2018 with myself, Michelle, Mel, and Alex. You know, I was, I was anticipating, you know, questions about if, you know, the Kevin Gary ship is sunk with the new Beth introduction. I will yeah. say, I, I, well, I've been preparing for this discourse, and I'm here to say, no, it's not. Because Kevin, so Kevin's a little complicated. Like, he emulates Gary, but he also, like, kind of loves Gary a lot. But when Gary's not there, I think Kevin still, like, kind of wants to be Gary. That's why he, like, you know, was hanging out in his room and, like, trying to eat pizza and, like, making out with, like, deep. a female fridge. Because he's like, well, Kevin loves Quinn and Quinn's a late. Maybe I should try that. But if you'll notice, the second Gary got back, he was glommed onto him for all eternity. Like, Beth is okay when, like, he doesn't have anyone else. But when Gary's around, that is who Kevin will go to. No what? question. Well, Michelle, yeah. So the ship is not sunk to you it's know completely to... incomprehensible that last minute. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I tried to follow, but I, uh, I can't okay. Well, we well, let's that. simplify. Yeah. Kevin sees Gary as a yeah. as a womanizer. Kevin, yes, as a result, is also womanizing. Exactly. But it doesn't what do you mean exactly? That was your point? Gary. <laughs> yes, that was exactly my point. I didn't get like, that at all. <laughs> Okay, I'm glad you were prepared, Michelle. Perfect logic here. Michelle came in with a minute speech ready. um, I did not articulate this very well. Okay, uh, something I know a lot of uh, people enjoyed was Beatrice, Michelle, and April's coverage of the new fruits basket. Um, So here we have a fun clip from the episode uh, You Look Like You're Having Fun podcast on June 24th, 2019. But I mean, oh my god! I don't know how to feel about this episode either. Like my only takeaway is like, Akito is really hot, and I'm really upset about it. He's so hot. I don't remember this, but he's really hot, and it's crazy. Everything's crazy. I mean, he is a soma. He he's what the one ugly duckling of the somas? No, of course he was gonna be hot, but like. I mean, he's like way hotter than like most. Like he's as hot as Yuki in his own like evil way, and I'm very uncomfortable with how attractive he 
<laughs> based on everything up to this point. Uh, next, I want to highlight our Mysticons coverage, uh, which was a smaller show I had so much fun covering with Delaney and April. Um, here's the beginning of our Fear the Spectral Hand podcast from September 8th, 2018, where Delaney, uh, April, and I had one of the most enthusiastic reactions to an episode we've ever had on the podcast. Um, I, I cut out the uh, parts with the episode details because probably a lot of you haven't watched, but go back and listen because Delaney really does act out the whole episode as referenced in this clip. Uh, so here you go. Fear the Spectral Hand here. Huge episode. Delaney, what did you think? This episode is so good. It has everything you could possibly want. We come like full circle. And it's so like, oh my god, Dreadbane. I also, I like felt across the country when Dreadbane went, it's magic hour. And I like felt your soul leave your body, Dylan. Oh, like, yeah. I felt, oh yeah. <laughs> I felt it happen. It was so good. Like, oh my god, I was really feeling this episode. I'm about to start crying right now again. It was so good. Uh, I watched it, and I'm just like, I'm going to die right here. It's so good. Like, th- this is the best episode of Mysticons. It has wow. everything you could possibly want in it. It's perfect. And, like, just it's just the satisfaction of us wrapping up so many things. And, oh, uh, it's so good. It's just, it's so good. Oh, I, I love it. I love the, you just re- recaps the entire last scene. We don't even need to <laughs> recap it anymore. Like, it's so good. <laughs> that was fantastic. Oh, oh wow. Okay. She's acting it out for us. Yeah. That's the, how about like, now? We'll just post a YouTube video and it's just me like do, single-handedly doing the entire last like minute of the episode. Yeah. I, I, that's what that was. That was fantastic. Okay. Yeah. April, are you also hype about Fear the Spectral Hand? Oh my gosh, Dylan. I'm with Delaney. This is probably, I agree. I think this is like, if it's not like the best, it's one of the best episodes of this whole show because it was, it was, it was magic hour or magic half hour. <laughs> um, I was like dying because like, you know, we have the whole like, uh, like we're getting all of the backstory and I was like, yes, backstory. I love it. Okay, so April also loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I. This, this is this episode is incredible. Um, I've been freaking out about this episode since I got it a few days ago. It's, it's, it's. Oh my goodness, Dreadbane in this episode is maybe one of the best single uh, episode character, like ev- character in a single episode, like I've ever seen in TV. They it's- hit everything. Like they, they're just like cry, feel sad. Okay, maybe the most fun part of our Shira and the Princesses of Power coverage was. Beatrice and Michelle's reactions to the ship in Trap Deck. Uh, here I bring you the two-part saga with their reactions to Entrap Deck in the second and third seasons of Shira. Um, the first clip you'll hear from April 26th, 2019 in our season two reactions podcast, and then a few months later in August 13th, 2019 on Beatrice's podcast on the first two episodes of the third season. I love and when I say love it's like I would like if if I had the mental capacity because I don't um, I'm too tired for it but if I had the mental capacity I would write like fluff fix (laughs) of just the entire entirety of Hordak and and Trapta's relationship and not really romance it could be romance it doesn't have to be it's just that like you know how like on Twitter (laughs) 
there been there are people who've been drawing like their tropes of like oh this is like the shit that makes me weak and it's just these like very but that's it it's like the one who's like very angry and thinks they're smarter and better than everyone and then the one who's super chill and they're actually the genius and get things done and don't know what boundaries are like and that was it and, and I just I adored it it was there I was not expecting it and now I'm like Hordak, like I, I like the mohawk where I'm like, I dig it. I'm like, I'm not, I'm just like, look, mm-hmm. I said this in the speculation pod. I was like, maybe that's Noelle's plan. She's going to make us love Hordak by the end of all this. I am a hundred percent sure now. And I'm in, I'm in, I think Entrapped and him are great friends, bros, more who knows i don't know how old he is so i'm like not gonna go there yet just yet he's pretty old so that's <laughs> but so. At, at, i mean he's a, he's a skeleton so it's like maybe they don't go by our <laughs> age like who knows i don't point is i'm just so down for this relationship in whatever capacity it may be because that was that was a gem and i didn't expect it to be such a gem uh, what if we kissed really in the portal point. we built to access other dimensions? Uh, yeah. okay. Oh no. my god. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> let me show you the stars. Like, let me sh- take you to oh, new galaxies. No. And not only that, but it's like, let me show you just how powerful your sp- your brain can be. Like, uh-huh. I will give you a galaxy brain for you to play. So, I just, let me just preface this by saying that... <sighs> <laughs> on the night of April 26th, Friday for those who are wondering, 16 minutes and 40 seconds into the recording of the she Season 2 Reactions Podcast. Wow, seeps. Oh my god. I decided to open up about the possibility <laughs> of, <laughs> of a relationship between two characters. Then I lay down from my break and I start watching. And the vindication. <laughs> the, the, the feeling of just complete righteousness and just like, I was right. I, you know, I am a writer. I know when people are planting seeds. I know the, I know the point. It's very hard to surprise me in movies and TV, because usually I'm very good at reading these things. But I don't often toot my own horn. You know, I'm like, you know, I, this isn't something to brag about, but in this instance, this is my moment. This is the longest victory lap of all. <laughs> no, it's crazy. <laughs> to deserve it. They are, they are perfect. They are everything. They are the, the greatest thing to happen. I want them to be happy and succeed and... And it just works so well. I was like floored, and also Beatrice, I had your your voice in my head the whole time. <laughs> like I was like imagining how you were gonna be reacting, and it was pretty great. Okay, uh, it's time for the moment you've all been waiting for: uh, the Ruby clips. Yes, the Ruby clips. Uh, first up. On January 18th, 2020, uh, this year, Gravity, uh, our podcast on Gravity of the recent Volume 7, um, Maddie showed her uh, quote-unquote true feelings about Ruby on a podcast with myself, Delaney, and Haley as well. What do you think of Gravity? 
Dylan, this episode's incredible. Like everything in this episode's great. This okay, fight I is understand, incredible. I understand what you're doing. <laughs> this fight, this <laughs> fight is so fun, and Tyrion's alive at the end of this episode, which is great. Like they don't kill him, which is really important. I can't for do this, And I mean, like Ironwood is like we built up to this all season, Dylan. With like we spent every single episode of this season building up to Ironwood, t- looking at this Black Queen, and it was so good looking at this Black Queen for like. Ten minutes. And then, and then he crushed it. It was so good. What did you think of Tyrion's tails roll in this episode? Oh, Dylan, it was great because they're building up to him. They're building up to another fight with him because he hasn't stabbed anyone with it yet. Mm. So we have another fight with Tyrion coming up. Yeah, this season? Yes. Oh, okay. That'll be fun. I, oh, I yeah, he's smirking. Yeah, he's, he's, I'm he's really like, excited for that, Dylan. He's like smiling in the police car, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, he's really channeling the Joker. I really like it. Yeah, and you love the movie The Joker, right? That's your favorite oh, movie. Oh, yeah, of the best year. movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you love this episode. Oh, yeah. I love the season, Dylan. You love the season. Um, interesting. Turnaround. Uh, Do your okay. teeth hurt? <laughs> this is just me, Delaney. Okay. Okay. Let's well, think for an interesting podcast. Uh, continuing on with the fun of Ruby uh, for the Volume 7 premiere, The Greatest Kingdom, on November 2nd, 2019, we all got together in person for this huge event uh, to watch it. And we got some people's we usually don't get takes, including Delaney April and Michelle. Here you go. The show is named after her. Yes. Is, so here's April who doesn't watch this. <laughs> April, no April is this show cool? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say no. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I liked the what Ruby's the one in the red, right? Yeah. Yes. I, I I was into her giant like, like anime yeah. sword <laughs> slash. Everyone's anime, but she'd like it. Yeah. This, honestly, it kind of seems so, like an April show, to be honest. So the recording oh, no. began, and I was in the other room, and I began to explain all of Ruby <laughs> <laughs> to everyone who hadn't seen Ruby. This is good. Did it, get, did it end up getting recorded? No. no. <laughs> Sad. We're really upset because as far as we got, Penny Penny died? What? You didn't miss anything because she nothing, came happened, back. nothing happened she came to back. Penny until this episode. Okay, it's so true. There, just, there was nothing it's, with Penny. It's true. Because yeah. the, the best part was I was telling them, I was like, yeah, so season one, um, it's a school. And they were like, what? I started off as a Harry Potter show. Yeah, it's a school. And then they have like the tournament from hell. Yeah. Here's, here's Michelle. Michelle doesn't know what a ruby is. <laughs> I watched the premiere. I, were you overwhelmed by this premiere? Were, is this exactly what you expected? There were more men characters than I was expecting. <laughs> good, yeah. good point. Is that good or like, bad? I just, I don't know why they're there. I'm yes! here for the ladies. Why are there boys at all? Would you would you watch more of Ruby? No, right? Uh, why would you don't just bring up the question? question. Because this is what Ruby podcast. You guys have not been on Ruby podcast. This is not Michelle's podcast. type of show. I would say. say it. It seems like a show you'd really have to care about to keep going. It's <laughs> not all shows though. Oh man, that's all I mean, shows. Oh, man. I'm ready for the comments. Like she makes it so easy to follow. It's so fun. It has a great plot, and so much happens, and not a lot of episodes. But this is seven seasons. Has a lot happen. Ah, the pre-coronavirus times. Uh, that, that was fun. Uh, but uh, here we go. The biggest thing we are probably known for in our Ruby coverage, 
was rants of course rants uh my favorite rant i think that summarizes my experiences watching ruby that i still think applies today is from our podcast on the volume 5 finale haven's fate on january 20th 2018 with Haley, maddie and myself uh so here you go watching ruby is an exercise in futility and uh, this is something that I've kind of said in different words a lot. Brave reviews. Every year, we tune in hoping the show recaptures the elements that drew it to us in the first place. And every week, uh, we, every week we watch, we see another episode that consists of things happening that none of us really care about. Uh, volume 5 was another year of more of the same. Sure, there were a few high points that we latched onto and made us hope for better. But ultimately... Uh, what happened this volume <laughs> is my question. I think uh, as little as last one, which we called one of the most boring things ever. Um, turns out uh, nothing happened. All of our Ruby criticism can kind of be shrunken down to uh, give the audience the things that they want to see. Now, I know that a lot of you don't agree with me on uh, what, what I want to see, you you listening. Um, so let's let's change that to what I want to see, uh, because people have different priorities. Um, we just want to see things that we're interested in with this show. This week was a highly anticipated finale. I was really excited for it, um, more than any other show that we watch, which are much better than this, and uh, just irrationally more excited for this. And uh, ultimately, all that were engaged me were these two 30-second scenes that we talked about. Uh, this is what your finale material is? This is what we saw in this episode? This is the climactic finale. The number one thing Ruby can do to improve for Volume 6 is to focus on the more interesting aspects of the show. More Team Ruby, more fights, more awesome music. The problem is, uh, we've been saying this exact same thing for three years running now. <laughs> this is yeah. this, uh, that exact line. Focus At on At least they're things. back together. I don't know. Yeah, Team Ruby There's is potential. reunited. Team Ruby is reunited, Ugh, though. Finally. So I'll absolutely be coming back for Nor next season, despite the impossibility that things will get better. Yep. There you go. That's the end of my like, Oh, it's so depressing, but true. <laughs> And yet it took us until the end of last season's volume seven to finally announce we're not doing Ruby podcasts anymore. Truly the end of an era. Um, I'll still be watching though. So it'll be fun, but it is time for miraculous ladybug. It's here. And we have a few handful of clips uh, that highlight just some of our great, uh, funny moments that uh, occur throughout our ladybug coverage there was way more than this i could have put in but i uh, restrained myself here first up is uh the gorazilla recap from season two march 15th 2018 Del- uh, delaney april and myself um introduced the fly my akuma meme um because there was one short part of gorazilla that really stood out to us <laughs> can he call he can cause his own akumas to find he like can't he just like start like prank calling people to like uh, that'd be amazing it's like, it's like oh this you. person just got annoyed at a prank call they received by me oh uh, <laughs> fly my akuma prank. yeah that's that's yeah. What, that's the future of the series oh, yeah and he was like oh a sad bodyguard like really are you serious yeah like act like oh. you don't know already yeah get out of here like, act like you didn't just put your cell phone up like i hate you <laughs> he, he walks out of a he restaurant uh he, he does he doesn't tip a waiter walks out of a no, restaurant. this waiter that. didn't receive a tip <laughs> fly my akuma yeah like he's terrible <laughs> can he just do that to anyone like you could just i mean i him. guess so 
Kazan. He's just gonna like leave his house and punch someone in the face. Lie, <laughs> <laughs> Akuma. Yeah. <laughs> he like blows the Akuma in their face. <laughs> so he got it like the, in a glass container and he just like, releases it. No, no, no. He opens his window and he throws his cane out the window, and then he's like, "Fly away, Akuma." Oh, this person got hit in the head with a cane. <laughs> Out of nowhere, this person's day was ruined when uh, the cane that I threw at them hit them in the head. Fly, my Akuma. Akumatize them. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> okay, with that, we've identified the best part of the episode, which is when he calls him and then Akumatize would be all you that would have been better is if you could have heard it on the phone. Fly, my Akuma. Like, yeah, it's like, what are you talking about? That's what Gorilla hears. He didn't yeah. even hang up. The bodyguards <laughs> even... <laughs> Yeah. What? He just doesn't hang up. Yeah, it's. Oh my oh, oh, I got one. Someone gets a bad email. <laughs> he just emails. He just spam yeah. emails someone. He sends them an email. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. Yeah. Someone gets like, an email chain. Oh, oh, well, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, you will die if you don't forward this email. Fly, yeah, my exactly. Akuma. Yeah. Or it's like, uh, oh, I fi- I fished you. Fly, my I Akuma. fished you. Perfect. I texted you ca- cat facts. Unsubscribe cat facts. Fly, Akuma. Unsubscribe cat My favorite character, Luca, made his second appearance on Miraculous Ladybug in episode Frozer. And April, Sarah, and I were talking about that episode on October 17th, 2018, when my Luca impression made its debut. It was almost very, like, um, I don't know, show-off-y, if that's the right... From Luca? Yeah. No, no. He's he's a sweet, innocent uh, child. (laughs) April, you think I'm, like, deceptive and I can show off? No, in my my pure heart, it's like... Um, yeah, I think my favorite music was like in that. Lucas, Lucas, Lucas music. When Lucas <laughs> like, played music. <laughs> Sarah, I know your your favorite music is where your heart speaks to me. <laughs> no. Oh, no. That wasn't oh. it. My final yeah. thoughts are that I thought this episode spoke to me. And <laughs> the way I felt about it was. So, that sounded so like the violin. Did you pick up a new instrument, Luca? <laughs> I, so you know, I play all instruments. April, it just I, I just write new songs about girls do you want, all the time. Do you want to go ice skating sometime? <laughs> Only, uh, yeah, April. Let's go. You know, this, the sounds that it makes when I think about ice skating with you is miraculous thing. no that's it yeah. okay um my name's marinette that's the song yeah i'm just a normal girl from it yeah that's the song that uh it was written by life. yeah it was that written by luca the entire time yeah <laughs> okay that was the joke okay um, changes my whole opinion of the theme song wow you don't even you don't even that won't even make you appreciate luca that he wrote the theme song Oh man, the Luca origins, and uh, Luca finally had his big akumatization episode in Silencer, and on April 7th, 2019, Delaney, April, Sarah, and I were guests on Luca's podcast to talk about the episode. Hey dudes, welcome to the Luca's Lyrics podcast, where we talk all about me, Luca, my music, and feelings. Let me play for you a special tune to get things started.
That's what How you. How long have you been waiting for this? <laughs> That's How what long? you, the audience, is feeling right now. Make sure to check out lucaslyrics.com for all my podcasts. Today, though, we have a very special podcast discussing the latest Miraculous Please Ladybug episode, Silencer, <laughs> which is all about me. To help, no, why is there more? To help talk about the episode, I'm joined by some special guests, Delaney Stovall. I hate this so much. Why is this going on? April Collins. Hello. <laughs> Sarah Dolman. <sighs> and, Hi. And Dylan Heisen. Hi, Luca. No, no, bye. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. I can't. I'm out. The fact that you didn't. No, 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 no. What are you talking about, Delaney? <laughs> I hate you. I'm here too. You, like, I have never hated you this much. <laughs> uh, that's the best. Okay, uh, unfortunately, moving on from Luca, I mean, we'll, in our hearts, we'll never move on, though. Um, next, we have another great one, though. On November 13th, 2019, during our podcast on Felix, April was constructing her dead wife garden. Chloe had- into this photo, April? <laughs> okay, let me check back in the outline. Who is that? So it's a, my dead wife garden. A, have you been just? Do, is this your Photoshop? So there's a yeah. a guard a garden with like lines, like purple lines forming it's some sort of structure. Light show. It's a light show. Okay, and then there's Hawk Moth in the background. There's Marina and Adrian in the foreground. On the right, there's a a coffin, and inside is April. It's April. <laughs> this is, I was like, is that April? So, a- a- April, are you saying that you wish to be, your wish fulfillment is being the dead wife in Hawk Moth's dead wife garden? I'm just saying that if if there is ever a situation where I have to have a dead wife garden for myself, this is, you know, what I would hope it would look like. But okay, you're, okay. The, you're the dead wife in this situation. Yeah, exactly. It's my <laughs> garden! <laughs> That's what's important, is that I it's your garden. I don't think the dead wife garden's for Emily. It's really for Hawk Moth. Exactly! Yeah, it's Hawkbot's I don't know. Uh, oh, there's an Akuma. You, I didn't see the Akuma. Did you paste the butterfly? Yeah, I guess you did put the butterflies yeah. in too. What, what's the, it's a light show? Yeah. Well, like I, didn't get a light chance, show. I didn't get a chance to set up the DJ booth yet. Who's going to be manning the DJ booth? Um, I haven't decided. Okay, we'll check back in at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Let's conclude by checking in on the picture. So, <laughs> okay, so the new additions are... Um, DJing are me and Delaney. <laughs> oh my god! This oh god! This is is this from is this from when we were together? Or is this yeah. a se- two separate yeah, this pictures? Is from, this is did from you crop? We did you crop yourself out of the <laughs> the picture with the three of us? <laughs> yes. And put neon the coffin, Who is and this? I put you guys behind the DJ booth. <laughs> oh, so that picture the picture of you was from all from the same pictures from yes. us. Okay. <laughs> who and is, I don't. And then is, on the left is. I don't know. It's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> okay. From, from the Matrix? Of course Keanu yeah. Reeves is here. <laughs> okay. Why is Keanu Reeves there? Uh, special guest celebrity. Now <laughs> <laughs> in the dead wife garden. It's her dead wife garden. If Keanu Reeves wants to be at her dead wife garden, 
He can be at my dead wife garden. That's true. This is April's fantasy, so. Yeah. April's fantasy is she's dead, and... (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) And Hawkmoth in Hawkmoth's dead wife garden with me and Delaney DJ. Okay, and last, but it's certainly not... No one would accuse this of being least. Certainly not least is... Our favorite episode of Ladybug, Reverser, and we had a podcast on it on July 23rd, 2018. It was the start of Space Dumpsters. And then the most beautiful part of the episode is there's a protest. Yeah, have you <laughs> not gotten to this mayor. yet? <laughs> the mayor. We're going to launch all of our garbage into space, which like in, in literally any other show, I'd be like, that's bad. I like it. We're going to talk about it. Then it's like, what? Since when does, like, one, the mayor of Paris does not have this power at all. Two, like, (laughs) what? Like, what? This is so weird. Like, I appreciate that we're having a protest, but, like, none of this, like, we're going to launch trash into space. Like, why? Why? Why did we have this in this episode? This is, like, the weirdest thing ever to happen in Ladybug. And we've seen a lot of weird stuff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, the highlight is the garbage in space, right? You've latched on to the space dumpsters. I'm glad we've gotten to the highlight already. Okay. So Delaney, well, I, had, um, I had to go through the different thing, but yeah. obviously it was more ridiculous. We've closed things out here with the space dumpsters uh, fitting, I would say. Okay, so that was so much fun. Um, there's also so much great stuff, of course, uh, that was not in here as well. I know this wasn't an equal proportion of shows or an equal display of all of our co-hosts. So I apologize for that. Um, basically impossible probably to get equal footing for every person and shows and stuff. But I tried to include things that made for good short clips. And thanks again to our patrons for helping pick out a lot of these clips. Um, so yeah, to close things out here, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who's been on the podcast and everyone who's listened to the podcast. Um, thank you so much to all of our patrons. We would not have been able to do, um, 1000 podcasts or even 10 podcasts without you guys. Thank you so much for your support. Um, to be honest, I'm not sure what the future holds for Overly Animated, But whether it be a thousand more podcasts to come or whether we're on the tail end of things now, it's been a lot of fun. And thank you so much to everyone. Bye.